Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to the Off Speed Podcast. My name is Grace. I am your host for this show. A uh, show where we stop and slow down. We take a look at different sports and different sports stories. I'm very excited for the episode we have for you today. First, I'll be joined by Ken Hong from Survivor Gabon to chat about esports. Uh, great chatting with Ken about something that I'm very unfamiliar with. Um, so we'll have that conversation up first. And then afterwards, my good friend Mikey uh, will be back to chat about golf, specifically the Live Golf series league uh this like rival uh golf league uh, to the pga tour um it's had one tournament it's kicking off another tournament um either right right after you're listening to this or it's uh it's happening already so uh intrigued by what's going on there because like it's sort of shaking up the golf world to an extent so mikey and i will chat through that um since we left, uh, Levine and I chatted about our preview for the Stanley Cup Finals. We almost jinxed Nathan, jinxed Nathan McKinnon, um, but he was able to score a few goals en route to the Colorado Avalanche, defeating the Tampa Bay Lightning to become the Stanley Cup champions, which I think is a fun way to finish the season. I think Colorado definitely deserves it. Uh, and for folks who are anti three-peats from the Tampa Bay Lightning, I think people are happy about that as well. So, uh, yeah, we, uh, we'll, we'll dive into, uh, some chat about esports. And then at the end of the show, 
We'll be back to chat about Live Golf, and then I'll be back with you. So enjoy the show. I'm very excited to be chatting about esports today with Ken. Ken, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? Ken, Ken, you were Kenny on Survivor Gabon, but is it Ken? Is Ken the yeah, yeah, yeah. I normally go by Ken. Okay. Uh, you normally go by Ken. Uh, so yeah, we're going to chat about esports. Uh, I know you are a huge esports, uh, not a fan, but also a player. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, I love esports. Okay. Esports is, uh, um, it, it's, it's, uh, it, it's what I did growing up. So. Yeah. So typically, actually, this will be a fun question. Typically, when I have somebody new on the show, again, mm-hmm. I do ask people for their like sports background. Uh, yeah. so, like, <laughs> did you play as a kid? Uh, yeah. Who were you watching? You just said, you know, yeah, East, I grew up on esports. So what's yeah. your like sporting background? And we'll get to all the people who are like, uh, esports isn't a sport. We'll, I, we'll get to well, that. So. I mean, when I grew up, I had I played tennis as okay. a kid. Um, I had tennis lessons. My dad put me in tennis lessons every Sunday. Um, but I wasn't a big fan of tennis. I mean, I, I like tennis, but I wasn't amazing, like super amazing at it. And what I did in my spare time was play video games. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I like to do. Um, a lot of my friends are also into video games. So, you know, um, when you play video games, you always, if you're competitive, you always like want to see who's the best in your group at yes. whatever game you play, right? Yes. So, like in in any game, in like technically any game, like poker or whatever, you know, uh, everyone wants to see who's the best or whatever. And I, usually I mean, it's am, fundamentally sports, Ken. I think. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, just be competitive. Like you can be competitive yeah. in any any game out there. Yeah. And um, and video games is not like it, it's it's not like athletic or anything. Well, some could say it is, but I yeah, we'll get into that. I think uh, it's skill based. I would say so. I think yeah, it counts. Yeah, yeah, and um, uh, yeah, we would just play all sorts of games, like the old like uh, Mario game. Even if it's one player, we'd always like decide. Let's see who could do things the fastest, uh, the yeah. best, you know, best times, all that stuff. And um, yeah, we just went on from there, and uh, we just wanted to see who was the best, and then eventually, like large scale it became like a tournament you know yeah so i feel like uh esports for i think most people who are listening uh unless Mm -hmm. people tune in to be like oh my god ken is here to talk about esports and are very excited by that (laughs) premise but i think um for people who are in in my camp it's like i know esports are a thing i know that they have really blown up over the last uh, few years and maybe i'm even like underestimating um how long they have been popular and so I know that they are huge and hugely popular uh, and, and perhaps that that growth, uh, perhaps what I'm noticing is like uh, the growth uh, in North America. But like, um, where does this start? Like, where, is there a specific game that like launches sort of the rise and success of esports as uh, something that people take seriously, can play sort of professionally? Um, or are there multiple at one time? How, how does it start? Yeah. Well, for I mean, okay, so Nintendo used to hold these like world tournaments, but they weren't like super. I would say like a lot of people weren't watching. Um, they were like, uh, what's that? Uh, there's a movie called The Wizard, I think, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with like Ben Savage back in the day. Like Nintendo yeah. would hold these like certain tournaments, and um, you know, it, it wasn't anything like big prize money or anything. You know, they usually give prizes and stuff. But for me, I grew up watching um, esports in Korea. For me, I okay. think that's where it, I think that's where it started. I was watching a, a game called StarCraft, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I was really big into Star uh, Starcraft because it was like a like a it was basically uh, they used to call it battle chess, you know, because right. I was also into chess. Um, it was like a real time strategy game RTS, and you would like mine all these minerals. You build an army and then you attack each other. Amazing, but, yeah. But in uh, but like uh, you, there was like three races. There was the race called Terran, Zerg, and Protoss, and um, uh, Korea was like. Uh, it was made by Blizzard, so it was made in America. Right. And um, uh, Korea, I think it got Korea out of the their depression. Wow. So yeah, so they they hosted these like games of like all these players playing each other, and it was very popular over there. And they, I think um, back then, um, a StarCraft player was more popular than their like like sports player. Right. So their their esports player was were more popular because they would people would know esports more than sports back then in I'm Korea. Seeing, I'm seeing there's some uh, stuff about uh, they have a financial crisis in 1997, like an Asian financial crisis, mm-hmm. and basically uh, coming out of that, uh, there's two things. One is that like there's a high unemployment rate, which some people think that perhaps like yeah, people are have time mm-hmm. to play video games yeah. uh, and then the other uh, piece of that being that like uh, following that there's this huge uh, infrastructure built of like broadband internet which uh, yes. forms the rise of uh, yeah people being people being able to game um, yeah. online that t- that totally makes sense that that but, 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 but also the internet like like helped uh, gaming so much you know because right. like there was like playing with your friends but when you can't play your friends like who else are you going to play with yeah, but now with the, the internet Yes. You can play with anybody in the world. True. This would be a thing that, uh, like, I don't know, like, uh, I, this is a sports podcast. I have some friends who, when before, like, these video games, like these sport video games, had oh. the ability to, like, have your own franchise mode where you each run a team and you're making trades and playing against each other. Like, we were just oh. doing that with, like, spreadsheets oh. on our, like, yeah. uh, on yeah. our lap, right? Because we could just yeah. only play in the same room and we just, like, keep track of everything or whatever. Uh, exactly. and the internet comes around and now you can play against everybody, you know, in the whole, in the, in the entire world. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You can see how that translates as well to uh to this like tournament style uh stuff right to be the best in the world exactly but i think everybody is like a gamer uh within you know like even top athletes they play games you know just for fun here and there and everyone has a specific genre of games they like to play too so like just because um you're not good at games too doesn't mean you don't like watching good players play games you know yeah, I feel like the barrier for entry to me a little bit is um uh I, like I'll so something like League of Legends. I'll like sit down yeah. and watch my friends playing and they're moving at such a pace I'm like I don't know what's going on. Like I yeah. need to like respond to them being like, "Oh, nice work." Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that yeah, was yeah. a good move. Uh uh it, I mean, I, I guess maybe that's the same thing about like if somebody who's not a baseball fan sits down with a baseball fan is like, I don't know what's going on, but everybody cheered. So that must have been a good thing, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But um, so what are some of I know you you're a gamer. What are some you know, you talked about Starcraft. Are there other what are some of the games that like really got you into not only like wanting to play competitively, but also like for you were the most fun to be like watching other people be really good at this stuff? Oh, I, I used to love watching um, people play uh, Street Fighter. I'd go to the arcades and there would be long lines and I just sit there and watch people play all day um, when, you know, the internet was around and where we had to put quarters in for one or two <laughs> games, you know? I don't know. Uh, we don't even have cash anymore, can I? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was one of those little kids who was just like, whoa, like I'd watch Marvel vs. Capcom 2, uh, Street Fighter Alpha back in the day. Um, and before, like, art, you know, when arcades were a thing, uh, I, I used to 
be an arcade all day um, before like all these good consoles came out. Street Fighter makes complete sense to me in the fact that, you know, if I'm going to like sit down and watch, I think I could follow along with a Street Fighter game at this point. Like, even yeah. I like, I feel like I'm like pretty like video game savvy, but some of these other yeah. ones were like, I'm a big board game person. So I think I could get it. But Street mm-hmm. Fighter is just like, yeah, these two people are going to fight. There's a bar up top. I can see exactly. who's, exactly. who's good and who yeah. wins. Um, yeah. How big did like, it feels like Street Fighter became like a big esports. Uh, oh, yeah, because, game. um, because here's the thing about games too they they have tournaments right because there's there's a lot of people interested in, in like playing street fighter right but their company also backs them so their company um capcom yeah. will make tournaments and they right. will then uh, host tournaments and give out lots of prize money and, and give back to the community so like um unfortunately for me i played smash brothers professionally right since i was yes. really good at smash brothers yes um but nintendo like never really back this like right. everything was was uh ran by people like underground we used to call it underground tournaments because like nintendo would know about us but they would never like sponsor us or anything so now every every tournament nowadays like for smash like i guess nintendo is somewhat sponsoring some certain tournaments but mm-hmm. they're not like they don't have a fully like like developed circuit like um the fighting game community does like with the uh, street fighter Right. Um, okay, so you're a, a Smash Brothers person. I gotta say, my roommates in university love playing Smash Brothers, and I felt like I was like, I moved in with them a year after they had lived together. And yeah. I came in and just never played Smash Brothers, and just was it's, like, it's, it's I don't. So fun. It's well, so fun. I, I but I would just get demolished yeah. every single yeah. time. I feel yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. My, I could never get the learning curve. So I have yeah. to say, I'm, I'm a I'm a very bad Smash Brothers fan, but I get the appeal of it. I've seen like you know my like houseful household full of buddies be like, yeah, we're gonna yeah. Play, let's let's smash, you know. Yeah. Um, can you explain to me, like, uh, how did the form? How does the format of a Super Smash Brothers tournament? Like, what does that look like? Uh, what's what's the? Format? Uh, it's it's basically like any typical bracket that you have. You have like there's like a two vs two tournament and a one vs one tournament, and there's certain things that are banned. Like people try to make things uh, fair, so with, with most skill, obviously. So they ban certain stages, they ban certain items. There's like no items. But here's the thing, like Nintendo, when they did their tournaments, they want all that flashy stuff, right. but, you know? Yeah. But obviously, like the people, they want skill. I mean, not to say there is items with skill, but there's more luck-based. Right. So people try to eliminate the most, like, like, the most luck, obviously, and try to prevail with skill. So... Is there- Yes, uh, I remember it be hotly contested is like, I mean, in some of these games, it makes sense as well. Uh, like which character you're going to to pick? Is there like uh, are there uh, characters like who is your go to character uh, when you're playing? Uh, I, I used to play this character named Marth. He's from Fire Emblem series. Okay. Um, and I liked him because he was fast and he had a lot of range. So I was a typical character that had I was I, I picked a character that had lots of good spacing, you know, so I could poke at my opponents and not get hit. Um, uh, are there any characters that people are like, oh my god, you're not allowed to have, you know, uh, whoever, or, or are they all pretty much like you figure uh, out you figure out the strategy to? Yeah, well, in, in the beginning, like people had to figure things out, but once like YouTube and the internet became a thing, uh, it was harder uh, for people to figure things. I mean, it was easier for people for to, for people to figure things out right. because everything's online. If right. you want to learn how to do something, here it is: find a YouTube video. This is how you do it. You know. But um, there was a lot of things in the in the past that people had an event to do when um, YouTube wasn't a thing, you know. So like people only found the the the, the highest techniques at tournaments, you know. So people would right. go and see people do it and just like, oh, how did he do that? And just go home and try to figure it out. 
but but nowadays everything's on YouTube, so you can find any like if you wanted to be good at a certain character, there's like a bazillion tips on and tricks on how to be good at that character. I don't know. I've played a lot of Super Smash Brothers. I don't think I think I I don't think I I don't think I could do it. Uh, maybe well, maybe I. Well, I don't know if you put enough time into it. You have to. Okay. They, they call it labbing. So you, you. Okay. Yeah, you have to lab more. <laughs> uh, I mean, I I think it's you know it's it seems easy to think that like yeah, this will be really fun. We'll watch you know, and, and I think you talk about the internet becoming you know so so popular, and I feel like like let's plays have become. Uh, like such a key part, at least like when I was like, you know, uh, a little bit younger, like it's such an important part of like YouTube culture. That's a lot of stuff. I was like, yeah, I'll just watch this person play video games. And I feel like that should translate uh, to resources. I think it has, like, I think it has this huge um, following, but I feel like also at the same time, it's one of those things that I think is the most, um, uh, I feel like some of this other, like, what I'll say, quote unquote, like nerd culture, like comic books and things are a little bit more accepted than I think even just like esports in general, even separately from like Let's Plays. I think Let's Plays have become like a thing that like some old people are like, yeah, I don't get why you'd watch somebody else play a video game. Um, but I feel like they're pretty like accepted. Whereas esports, I think to there, there is this extent that it's like, um, not like mainstream culturally accepted. Do you, do you have a like theory as to why that may be? Or am I totally wrong? It like it totally is mainstream and I'm, I'm just not mainstream. Well, uh, I think it's starting to get, um, accepted because right. like pe- people are starting to do it for a living. Right. Yeah. And when people can do it for a job and for a living, then it then it's more um, accepted in the course. Like for me, when I started, right, like back in mm-hmm. like maybe say, let's say like 15 years ago, 16 years ago when I was doing esports, when it, it was like not as popular, I I get called for jury duty and they would ask me, like, what do you do? <laughs> and I would say, I'm a pro gamer. Uh-huh. And everybody would look at me like, the heck, what is yeah. he like? What do you do? What, what does pro gaming mean? And I have to explain to them. Right. Nowadays, like you go to college and there's pro gaming courses that you can take, you know, Is really? college, yeah. Yeah. Oh Colleges have like pro gaming professors that teaches you like about esports. They have like video game, uh, like pro gaming uh, clubs that mm-hmm. do tournaments weekly. And um, it, it, it's really got full circle. Cause uh, I know that kids um, back in the day would tell the parents, like, I want to be a pro gamer. And they're just like, uh, no, no. Yeah. And then nowadays, if they say I'm gonna be a pro gamer and they're really good, their their parents like go to these tournaments and support these kids. Right. Right. Yeah. For me, it was like I had to say I wanted to. I was gonna be a video game developer. Uh, to to yeah. play video games yeah. was not yeah. quite possible, but to create them maybe was actually something that was real. Mm. Um. <laughs> yeah, and I think like uh, we could chat a little bit at this point about like there is this like notion I think that like is it sports whatever I, you know ultimately is um, i think it is i, I yeah. think that there's enough like skill there i think people will get hung up on like is there physical exertion yeah uh, i think probably in some games there are and maybe in others there are not yeah. um yeah. ultimately it doesn't i don't think it really matters. like who, who really cares yeah well it's like it's like how do you how, what do you how do you define a sports you know like what does it have to have like does it have to have tournaments does it have to have players you know like it has everything sports has like right. there's interest there's a to be fair like it has i think it has esports has more viewers than regular sports now like that's probably true yeah because yeah, like there's more people that are willing to sit home watching like people play video games and nfl like for me for example like i when i grew up i didn't like watching uh, football, baseball, whatever. I found it boring. But when I was watching these tournaments, when you see like, uh, uh, there's this very interesting, uh, like famous clip of like um, Daigo um, versus Justin Wong in Street Fighter. I don't know if you heard you saw it, but it happened at like um, Evil 
2007, I think, back in the day. And he parried um, a, a special from Chun-Li, uh, Diago from Japan. Okay. And that was, that was like the hypest moment of like esports back in the day. And that's really hard to do. Yeah. So then like everybody went crazy. It was like, if I don't even know one of the biggest things that happened in NFL, but it was equivalent to that probably. Uh, there's a, there's a study in 2016 that estimated by the year 2020. So this is a few years old, but it's the first thing I found is that yeah. uh, esports will have more viewers in the United States. This is not worldwide. So I think oh, estimate yeah. is probably correct, but yeah. that it would have more viewers in every sport other than the NFL, um, which I think in the United States makes, uh-huh. makes sense. Uh, yes. And then if you, if you take like global esports viewership, like, yeah, we're yeah, going for sure. water. Exactly. Um, yeah. I, and I, it, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think the Europeans are way into esports too. They they love. I think it's like uh, maybe it's a culture thing, but maybe in America, like it's still getting improved here. But other countries like Korea for sure, Japan, um, they they they're into the gaming thing. So. Hey, it's Rob. If you missed our 17th place roundtable, we had a good one. Chappelle and I got together with Brandon Donlin, Zach Wartenberger, and Maddie for a very fun podcast talking about week two of Survivor. On Friday night, Taryn had the first BB Can roundtable. Whether you're keeping up with every episode or just want to know what's going on, Taryn, Melissa, and Chappelle have everything from week one of BB Can. And the Amazing Race is back this week. I'll be kicking off the season with Mike and Jess on Thursday. So be on the lookout for that here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VTW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Where currently do folks watch esports events? So, uh, is this like has YouTube cornered the market? Is it something else entirely? Oh yeah. I feel like you know, for me, like uh, so many people my age, nobody has cable. Um, uh-huh. But uh, to but I feel like there potentially for me even there's this like barrier of entry of like okay, I'm gonna have to need to figure out what game I'm gonna watch. I can un- I know the game and then uh-huh. I can watch it because I was thinking about like. Esports, whether this is true or not, feels like something that you have to like be all in on. Um, and perhaps like you can like clarify that like that assumption is wrong. Like you could be like a casual esports viewer and it would be like a ton of fun, a fun way to spend your like evening. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 You don't have to be all in. Um, there's a, there's a, something called, uh, this, uh, website called Twitch. Um, right. that's where everybody streams their games. You can, you can watch right. people play. Um, and they always they always stream all the like the tournaments there. So like if you want to watch like StarCraft, uh, Warcraft, or even like 
ping pong or whatever. Uh, there's you, you just go in Twitch, type in your game that you're you're looking for, and see um, who's streaming or what's out there. But usually, like big tournaments, they're promoted uh, all over social media. But uh, Twitch is probably the biggest website that streams uh, video games. Okay, and Twitch not, has the market on. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and Twitch is owned by Amazon, so Amazon has right. you know they they are boosting gaming because they have this thing called Amazon Prime Gaming where if you are a Prime member and you play games you get certain extra like um, benefits so right um, that that makes sense uh, uh, to me if, if somebody was like wanting to maybe you can give this advice to me it's like I, I want to start somewhere I've never really dabbled into like watching some, something I maybe like watch mm-hmm. clips or something on on YouTube or whatever mm-hmm. but like where should I start how should I start watching esports so just, just go on Twitch and usually they promote the biggest tournaments on, of the day like on the front page or like certain people who um, are very popular streamers and then um, you go from there like or you could type in whatever game that you want to look at to say you're into like football or like right soccer or something you just type in football or soccer and then i'll take you to like the either you can sort it out too it'd be like by by the most viewers or like the most popular things like that so then uh, just watch this let's go from there if this did this change during i'm not sure how much this might have changed during covid like my my imagination of like some of these big tournaments was like these big like they're booking like huge venues right where like people are like coming and playing and you're watching the game happen on a big screen um has covid like changed that so it's like you're much more like when you're talking about like go to twitch you'll find the best streamer is that streamer like somebody who's airing the tournament or is that streamer like no this is the person who's playing the game has like their own twitch stream of them, um, like competing in the tournament uh both because both. since covid like people don't travel to tournaments like in person so most of these tournaments happen in person where you go to like a big venue uh you meet up and then there's just like a whole bunch of setups and then you play your round one round two until there's a winner deciding but since covid like people have done online tournaments right and the thing about online tournaments is some games are not meant to be online and only at land. So people always tend to bitch about the lag, which is, you know, it, it, because in, in, in these games, like every certain, like, um, every certain thing matters. So like, if you're, if you're a guy that like, likes to play fast and then you play online and it's just like the lag slows you down, you're just like, none of my things are coming out. You're going to just going to rage. Right. <laughs> and, uh, that's seems what happened. So the, the results for online tournaments are usually different than the results of like, um, oh. in-person tournaments. Yeah. Uh, that is things, interesting. Yeah. It's not, it's not the same. So people, um, sometimes people call you like a, a keyboard warrior. That means that you're, you're good online. And sometimes people call you like a, a land warrior. So that means you're, you're good in person. What do you prefer? What is your uh, what's your home field advantage? Playing online or playing in in person? I I prefer in person. <laughs> yeah, fair. yeah. Um, so I I think I'm interested in um like sort of the current landscape. I mean, you talk about like you can head to Twitch and see what you want. Like, what are the stuff like? I, I guess like uh uh twofold. Like, what what are the what are the big things that like at least in your world? What's what's happening at the moment? What's what's big? What are you like? What are you excited for in terms of like things that are happening in the esports world at the moment? I mean, I, I check out the League of Legends tournaments. Dota is a really big one. Dota gives out like like huge prize money because they have this they call the TI every year, the international, and it's like held in Washington uh, State. And um, I I love watching people play because Dota was like back in the day. Uh, it's still going on really strong. It's like a it's like a five versus five kind of like League of Legends. 
um, it's a it's a MOBA like League of Legends. But uh, I I like to watch it, everything from uh, Starcraft, uh, Smash to like Pokemon. So um, right now Pokemon is getting really big because they have their national tournaments coming up. So the national tournament. Okay, explain yeah. the Pokemon national tournament to me. That's so Pokemon, Pokemon there's like there's lots of Pokemon tournaments. There's like Pokemon yeah. the card game tournaments. Yes. There's yes. Pokemon like um like the video game tournaments, and then there's Pokemon like the the phone tournament, like okay. Pokemon Go. So uh, they hold Nintendo holds uh, the Pokemon company holds a tournament every year, and then they have like uh, qualifications for that main tournament. But the main tournament is going to happen in London this year. And they had qualifications already, so like they had regional tournaments. They had three of them, three or four of them so far. So in the, in in the United States, but not to mention they have it everywhere else, like South is America. This, is this regional? And then if you win at your regionals, you get to go to like like is this the joke of like you win regionals, you go to states. If you win states, you go to nationals. Like is yeah. that how it works? Yes, yes, pretty much. Amazing. So, so like if you get like top two, then you have a ticket to go to the finals. And then wow. after the, at the finals, they all compete, and then whoever wins gets crowned uh, champion. It makes sense. It's very like I feel like that's very like an old uh, system compared to like what we're used to. And we're like, yeah, you're signed to our like we're gonna run the League of Legends league, and you're like you're signed to us to play with us. And it's like exactly, yeah. Uh, but this is like, I mean, I guess the feeling there is like any, you can make it, right? If you just like, yeah, well, anybody, I mean, anybody can make anybody. it. Yeah. So so uh, you know they have lots of kids going to these tournaments, lots of adults and. Um, you know, everybody loves Pokemon. So I have to say, I mean, I, I went, so I went to Twitch and I went to, there's an esports banner. They have like all this, like ways that you can like filter out what you're, what you want to watch. There's like games and you can pick a game. There's like, uh, IRL, which I presume is like, you know, someone's chatting, uh, music and then there's esports. And then yeah. I clicked on League of Legends mm-hmm. and the first video that it advertised to me, it's like pain gaming X minors, CBLOL Academy 2020. Uh, <coughs> I, I, <laughs> Is it, is it just the more I, I get into it, the more I'll be like, I know what that means. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't even know what it means. So, uh, I so think I, 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 I think I, it's I, a tournament. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. LOL Academy. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, maybe it, it might be in there. Yeah. It might be something uh, like for only league like hardcore players that know about. I don't know, but I don't know about it. All so right. like you, you can be a casual like me for certain other games. I don't know what you're, what you're watching, but then mm-hmm. still be hyped about it. So you you play? Do you or you play? Do you still play uh, like esports competitively? Yeah, yeah. Occasionally I'll do tournaments here and there, depending on how I feel. But and like you stream yours on Twitch. Uh, yeah. Sometimes I'll stream mine on Twitch. Your liquid Ken. Like yeah, can on Twitch. yeah, I'm like with Kenan on Twitch. Yeah. Okay, so maybe maybe that's how I get into it. I'll just follow you and what you're doing, Ken. I feel like yeah, so yeah. Much. I mean, I play like I, I'll play like Monopoly online with my friends sometimes. You know, I'll play like fun games. You know, that's what I do mm-hmm. on Twitch. You know. Okay. So. Um, tell me, like, I, I think f- for me, a thing I love about sport is uh, sports in general. It's like you know, I, I remember uh, being at a game in 2016 where the Blue Jays, like, you know, have this big home run. I, rem- I remember those those moments, the stories of sports. I think like uh, in many ways, like I joked about getting this podcast on a reality TV network. I think like sports is like in some ways the original like reality TV uh, show of like, yeah, these like epic stories, real people, all of this stuff. Um, Could you give me some like highlights of like interesting things that have happened either to you? Like what are some moments that you're like, wow, that was incredible. I can't believe we like pulled off this victory uh, or stuff that you've like watched. 
I'm like I was saying, like at at Evo 2007, which was one of the biggest tournaments of time for uh, fighting games. Like mm-hmm. the the whole parry thing between Justin Wong and Daigo, that like that's that's a crazy scene to watch. You know, like you have to be like frame perfect, and frame perfect means you have to be perfect. <laughs> There's a whole Wikipedia article about it's the Evo moment 37. Is that what? Or the Diego is. Perry. Yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. You, you, yeah, there's like, there's all sorts of like moments. For, for me, like I've, I've come back clutched, you know, there's times where I was down and there's no way people would think I'd come back and I came back, you know, but those are my stories. But so, um, so this one is, is, uh, Umahara made an unexpected comeback by parrying 15 consecutive hits while yeah. having only one pixel of vitality. And so yeah. he then won the match. He yeah. did go on to lose the, the grand final, but yeah, uh, but that 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 moment was crazy. Um, uh, other, th- I mean, here's the thing about like tournaments: the things, yeah. the crazy things go on. Like sometimes people, yeah. there's like sometimes there's fights. There's it's just like any other crazy thing, you know? Like in like fist like real in person fights. I've seen it before. People get mad. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, what are they getting mad over? Is this like you cheated? Uh, yeah, or like just, certain, certain times people play with a, like, uh, a different style that people don't like. Um, they play lame and then the people right. and they, they shit talk and then people get mad. You know, that's, right. that's what happens at games. Like people like to um, try to like tilt the other player so they get the advantage. So. It's yeah, that's fair. but real fights. Wow, I mean, I yeah, guess make, I mean, I watch sports. I, I yeah, just like fight. sports. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, just, it's just I, I've seen everything happen at at uh, esports tournaments compared to like regular sports tournaments. So there was a yeah, huge fight in baseball. This like like literally everybody really? fighting. So yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I mean, there's a, I mean, hockey, right? Hockey. I mean, yeah. I used to I used yeah. to play um uh uh video games that the, the hockey video games just to, just to get into fights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you think? It, what's uh, what, what's what's currently the hottest like uh, esports sport? Like, I mean, what's the, is league? league? Yeah, league is very popular. Like I said, Dota is also very popular, but only Dota gets really popular during like the TI, the, the big tournament. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dota, uh, what, the defense of the ancients. It's it's like yeah, it was the game that was before league. Okay. All right. Yeah. Oh, I and have the, heard of this. Yes. Yeah, and then um. What other tournaments like is, is that? Let's uh, top down on league for a second because I, I have a lot of friends who uh, who, who, play who play league. Uh, and again, I, I haven't, I don't really play, but I, they definitely uh-huh. uh, love it. Uh, uh-huh. I know that. Uh, I'm not sure if you were. A fa- uh, did you see Arcane that came out on Netflix? Uh, they- oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I was, I was at the premiere. That was, that was great. Oh, amazing, amazing. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Is is the re- is like uh I mean League has you know you're picking characters you're like you know it's this like five versus five uh, uh-huh. typically right uh, this uh-huh. like more much more like strategy combat game right that I think uh, probably lends itself to be really uh, interesting sometimes when I'm watching it, I feel like it can be hard to follow but I'm sure if you know the rules of the game it feels like oh that's cool there's so much stuff happening yeah um and the thing about League is like you have to be invested because there's so many champions right there's all these uh, characters um that you can pick from and they all have different spells right Right. and certain champions are good against others so like that's why there's some um, bans right sometimes people don't like playing against a certain champion and they'll ban them um before these matches so people can't use them so let's say you don't like playing against someone that go that can go like invisible and there's like characters like champions that can go invisible in the game because you want to be able to see your the people who you're playing against so you you can ban that person or that champion every game you play, so you don't have to deal with it. Right. But in tournaments, 
Um, it's more of like um, you want to ban characters that have good synergy, right? You don't want like there's the characters that have like NT fights have really huge like uh, specials that can just like stun everybody, right? Right? And there's like one versus one champions where like they just destroy characters that are just like by themselves. So yeah. like in tournaments, it's more okay. So playing league by yourself online is completely different than playing league with a team right because if you're going to the arena with by yourself you're playing with randoms and right. and you don't have good teamwork with randoms unless like right. they know what they're doing but most of the time like if you're playing in tournaments with a team that you're practicing with you know each other you know what you're going to do and you know exactly how you're going to play right and you know your certain strategies so like people I, like your friends i don't know if they play two versus two like the duel or they play whatever's like uh, I think they play a bunch of I, you know, honestly, I don't. I don't yeah, know. they they probably, they probably play ARAM, which is like mm-hmm. just fun, just for like fast, fast, fast paced like league games, right? Mm-hmm. But um, it, it's totally different when you play with a team because like you have a coach. Like, let's say you're an esports player and you're really good at league, um, and then you get you get drafted or you get casted to uh, a, a team finds you and they're like, hey, you want to be a part of our team, right? And in league, there's a mid laner. Um, there's a jungler, um, there's a bot lane carry, ADC carry, and there's a support, and there's a top lane. You, uh, you Positions. 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 Yes, yes, That yes. makes sense to me. Yeah. So, like, you, you start your lanes, and then each lanes can win or lose. And right. then, um, uh, then uh, you know, eventually, you all come together for these big team fights. Right. Right. Eventually, right. eventually. Right, right. But, so... Um, so let's say you're really good at league and you play online one versus one, but then um, you have all the mechanics, which is like you're really good at like dodging and all that stuff and right. and last and last hitting and getting going on and stuff. So then you go to the esports team, and sometimes like it's a, it's like a full circle for you because like you're good at like what you do solo, but then you now you have to learn how to work with the team. You know, right. you can't be that like player that you are in like and and just playing online. Now you have to work with this team, and if you don't, and you're like seconds late to a team fight, that can cost your team like the whole entire game. Yeah, and it's 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 crazy. So like you have to be like grounded, and you have to understand your like teammates. Like you have to be on the same page. Do you know? What? I think this makes sense to me. Why this perhaps is like if you think it's if you're saying like yeah, number one in the world is that like there's so much I think just in what you're saying to like because I think part of the fun for I think like a more cat like a more general like a uh, uh, sports fan of like NFL or MLB we like yeah. want stuff to be able to like talk about all the time and whatever and I feel like mm-hmm. uh, in this in this analysis if you so there's so many things that I could see like yeah people yeah. Are going and you're like oh they should have done this and that you know the, oh the chemistry between them is right that makes this makes total sense to me that like this is the one that like exactly and then, like there's and so then, many dynamics to talk about yeah and yeah. when you, let's say you lose like a a, a game you'll have like yeah yeah, you can watch the replay and you can see all the mistakes that people do and stuff it's it's yeah and uh, and from everything i've heard about league is that it's uh it's fun uh it's a very fun game as well so uh, it's it's, it's very fun but it's also like it's it's a love hate yeah yeah love and hate love i remember when they were doing coverage for Arcane on Post Show Recaps it was like if you watch the show and think that okay now I should get into League of Legends our yeah. best advice is like don't do it <laughs> it's not worth it um, alright anything else uh, at Liquid Ken you play games online anything else yeah. you want people to know about e- anything else people should know about esports I mean, 
like it just just do what you like to do like if you're a gamer and like an avid gamer if you like to play games on your phone like whatever if you're interested in any sorts of games even like uh settlers of Catan, you can watch people play settlers of Catan, or you can actually play in settlers of Catan tournaments like online like true. through like esports or whatever you know yes true um it, it, it comes in multiple like games like it's just now it's virtual like yeah, before. I mean the video game world is so. I mean that's the I mean, we're talking getting into board game worlds and, and card games and all sorts yeah. of stuff. Like there's something yeah. out there uh, uh, for you. Uh, yeah, I think if you're uh, you know a fan. Uh, so yeah, yeah, and if the game is like popular, then there might be tournaments for it. So right. um, uh, just depending on like who how popular like how many people like to watch and how many how people like to play, you know. Let's let's um let's make people dream really big. What's like the biggest uh, payout in like esports at the moment? Like what are, what are like big um, esport winners like you know, breaking in? Um millions. 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 Yeah. yeah. So like, I mean yeah, just uh, we'll tell people quit your jobs, you'll make millions in esports. Uh, For, Fortnite is really big right now for uh uh for money. Um I think right. some some kid won like 1.5 million dollars in yeah. one tournament. And he's like he was like 15 like a couple years ago. Like he won a tournament, and um, you know who Ninja is? He's yes, like one I of the, know Ninja. Yeah, yeah. He he um he started out esports. Um, I I remember back in the day when we used to go to these tournaments, and I'd see him play. And he was uh used to be like a Call of Duty, Halo, and all that stuff player. He's yes. a first person shooter player, and nice. um he's hosting these tournaments, and he's and and. He's now he's doing like ninja tournaments and stuff. He's a big deal. He's I yeah, mean, I and, know him. Yeah, yeah that's a big deal. and he's giving yeah. he's giving out lots of money um for these tournaments. And then now he's getting Mr. Beast. I don't know if you know who Mr. I know Beast Mr. Beast. Is. Yes, yes. Mr. And Beast. Mr. Beast is also a gamer, and they're doing. I think they're doing a league tournament. So Mr. Wow. Beast is getting four of his four people, and then Ninja is getting four people, and they're gonna play in this this oh, tournament and league tournament. And by all means, Mr. Beast is not like a pro gamer, and mm-hmm. Ninja is a pro gamer in a different game, not right. League. But I think he also plays League. Can so. I have a? I, I have some. We have some chatting too. I think. I think there's some stuff uh, here. I mean, if Mister Beast and Ninja are putting together teams, I have some. I have some thoughts that uh, we'll chat with uh, offline. Maybe uh, uh, you know a future Rehab uh, project. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. they're uh, yeah. So like they're they're do. I don't. I don't know if they're like. Yeah, a, I don't have millions to give out as prize money, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's, yeah. it's also fun. It's kind of like if you were to like draft like random players or whatever, and and then like put them in a tournament and have them play yeah. together. So could be celebrities. Who knows? You know, um, I think Ninja plays with a lot, a, a lot of Fortnite uh, with celebrity players. Players, right, so, right, right. That makes which, sense. which gets lots of viewers. People love watching celebrities play games. Yeah, I think um, what I've learned from it this like I think there's a there's a way in which esports to me has felt uh, incredibly like overwhelming and like uh, intimidating. But I think like even just having this conversation has been helpful to be like you just find something you like and start watching it, and you'll like exactly. end up you'll end up in the like stuff you find entertaining and want to watch. I mean, you just you did say like yeah, yeah, just watch it, what you want to watch, you know? Yeah, just take, <laughs> yeah. take it slow. You don't have to be yeah. in the big world of esports and understand everything. Um, right. There's a lot that goes on, but just just start off small, you know. Just watch what you like to do normally. Like for me, I, I don't watch like uh, it's hard for me to watch TV. So when I, if whenever I have free time, I'll just like go on Twitch and then watch like a, a tournament here and there. I'm like, whoa, like, you know, I find that interesting. It is a huge culture shift. I was at my uh, I was at my parents a few and they were like, uh, gosh, nothing good on on like Sunday morning. And I was like, what do you mean? You can literally watch anything. There's like a million streaming networks. There's like Twitch, yeah. there's YouTube. Like yeah. we are a totally different generation of like 
you just watch whatever you want to watch, you know, exactly. you have everything at your fingertips. Like I can watch old episode of friends or I could go watch like a league of legends tournament. On, exactly. On, like on Netflix, Netflix, Netflix yeah. and yeah. just watch whatever you, you know, like, yeah. um, I mean, there's uh there's also like, uh, documentaries on gamers oh. and I think there's a uh, Hulu plus there's, there's one on this guy named, uh, I forgot his name, but there's a new, there's a new, um, uh, show that's, that features this gamer on league. That's- that's brilliant. I was just uh, in the segment people will hear after this one. I'm talking about uh, golf and uh-huh. uh, uh, the, I was saying there's a new Netflix series coming that's like similar to Drive to Survive, which is the Formula One show. Uh, that's like they're going to be like in-depth analysis of like different golfers as they're on the tour. And actually like uh, one for like esports would be actually really cool. That would be. actually. Very yeah, there's, there's there, I mean, there's there, there's a uh, if you want to learn about my game, there's a uh, there's a documentary on my game called The Smash Talk on YouTube. Okay, smash. Uh, yeah, so if like yeah. if you if people were watching here and they're like, oh, like what what was how what, what was Ken doing like in esports? You can just watch that and it'll, you know you can dive into that. But All there's right. a there's a there's a, a streaming player. I forgot his name, but he's a league player and and it was like advertising. It was it was I had like some good advertisement of like showing how he was trying to get to the top and oh. like what's the life of a pro gamer and stuff like that. So. Uh, League of Legends Origins looks like there was one. Uh, uh, Ken, can I ask you very quickly? You said you don't watch a lot of TV. Are you going to be checking out uh, the show Players? Have you heard of Players? I've never heard of Players. What, Players what is, is a uh, will follow the. It's a mockumentary series that will follow a fictional League of Legends team. I mm. believe this is coming to Paramount Plus. Uh, I, I believe, uh, uh-huh. and it's made by the same folks who did American Vandal. If you're familiar with that, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's getting really good reviews. I think some of the I think some of the episodes are out uh, already, but uh, perhaps we'll have to get your thoughts on Players. Oh, that might be the the thing that I'm talking about. What's what, they no, but it's a, it's a mockumentary, so it's like it, oh, it's okay, okay, it's okay. Real. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Never mind then. Yeah. Never mind. But so. uh, on esports talk here, there's five uh, f- uh, five League of Legends documentaries to watch. So I'm sure that yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I've seen a, a couple of them and they were pretty good. Like it, it, it they were pretty well made. So if everybody okay. wants to get into like like League esports or like Smash esports, there's there's documents uh, documentaries on them on YouTube or like all the other streaming services that you can find if you want to get more into it. Yeah. It's a whole culture. Just start somewhere, and you'll find your way to the stuff. You it depends on yeah. what type of game you like to watch and what genre you're interested in, and then, and then after that comes the players. Like everybody's different, right. you know. Like right. in terms of like players, so some players are more uh, quiet, and some are more out, out, you know. The, the, they, they like to talk more so yeah i mean this is just a, a network built on survival like some people like the like funny person some people want the super exactly. strategist some people yeah want, yep, you yep. Know, uh the goofball so uh yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense uh all right thanks for coming on to chat about esports Ken. oh yeah no problem like if you have any more questions let yeah. me know about esports um okay i say i would know a lot about esports but not like i'm like a super like analytical that's like fine. esports person so uh, you're on Twitter and on Twitch at Liquid Ken. Anything else yep. you want to promote or or hype? Up? Uh, no, that's 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 about it. Like I usually just use those type of uh, just Twitter. All right, I like Ken and, and Twitch. Those are my okay. two platforms. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. All right, All right. thanks for coming on, Ken. Uh, no problem, Grace. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. And we're back. I'm pleased to be joined today by the host of the Hound Dog Harrison podcast, the Bros Ceremony podcast, and All Bets Par Off. Stats guy with SportsCenter with Jay, and he writes for SportsBettingDime.com. Welcome back to the show, Mikey. How you doing? Very, very well. Thanks for having me back on. It's, uh, it's great. I love... Uh, Obviously, talking golf at any time, uh, it's my biggest passion. So I'm excited to dive into this uh, today. Golf. Who knew we'd have so many segments on golf on this show? <laughs> uh, but tis the season, I guess, uh, you know. But, um, but yeah, the, a few weeks ago, I guess this is a while ago. But then um, uh, so we have Live Golf uh, or LIV Golf uh, started a, a new professional golf tour. And they held their first events, I believe, in June, the beginning of June. Um, and they're about to hold their second one. Depending on when you're listening to this, it's either about to kick off or it's in the, the middle of it happening. And so Live Golf is here. And I'm like, I don't know anything about this. And so I need Mikey to come explain it, this whole thing to me. Well, it's it's I'm actually amazed that it actually is a thing because this has been t- rumored and talked about for a couple of years that, you know, there's going to be this rival league to the PGA Tour. And but it was all sort of hearsay and conjecture. It's it's not actually going to really happen. There's no way real uh-huh. names are going like, to come to this tour. And yeah, obviously, it's a very real thing now. Yeah, as you mentioned, they played the first event in London. Uh, Charles Schwartzel, uh, winner of the Masters uh, in 2011. Well, that first event, and he made, I believe it was uh, just north of $4 million for, for, for winning a uh, three-round event. Uh, so that's obviously a cra- crazy amount of money. But yeah, it's actually here. It's the thing. And uh, there's more and more players defecting to this tour. And so it's definitely um, very controversial. And it's just it's fascinating to see where all this is going to go. So I feel like for me, the big news from this thing was because it was I think there's two names that were like uh, agreed to sign on on it. I think to give it some sort of like, you know, um, legitimacy, um, you know, this idea if you're going to have a rival golf club, can you do it without having at least a name or two? Um, The PGA, I guess, historically has like allowed players to go and compete in other tournaments and such. But but this being such a like we're competing with you um uh they've made a statement right that like uh if you're gonna go play with them you're not welcome to play with us so for me the two big names dustin johnson and phil mickelson to me are the big names who are like yep we're gonna go do this thing um i mean all indications say the reason why is money mikey is that is that the reason uh or are there is there more at play here as well or is it just Cash. Well, certainly Phil Mickelson was the one who sort of got uh, stepped in some uh, doo doo, if 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 you will, uh, with comments about this tour before he even went to the, the the Live Golf Series by basically saying that you know the PGA Tour has this obnoxious greed for you know basically holding hostage the players' highlights, and so then he went, he decided to go to this tour, and I think the the contract was uh, about two hundred million dollars. Two hundred million. And, 
Justin uh, Johnson, I think, is being paid $150 million for committing to play in this uh, series. Yeah. That's a lot of scratch. And obviously, That's Phil is now, uh, he's, he's over 50 years old. So other than randomly winning the PGA Championship last year, out of absolutely nowhere, Phil yeah. hadn't been very competitive for a couple of years in the PGA Tour. So he's over 50. He's probably thinking, let's cash in a bunch of money. Uh, why not? Especially because he also has documented recently that he lost a lot of money in gambling over the years. So An athlete it, gambling? I don't believe it. <laughs> no, no, some of the stories, apparently it's uh, he lost a lot of money. So yeah, he went yeah. there, Dustin Johnson, um, obviously a big name. Those are the first, those are the two big names that played the first event in London. Now there's of course, as we said, uh, they're defectors, Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka. Those two obviously love each other. Not, uh, they're also now playing and they're major champions and they're going to be playing the one in, in Portland. Those are the two newer names that are playing the second event that are uh, definitely bringing more legitimacy in terms of like actual players in their prime competing for the live. Right. Um, so we'll get into it later about uh, how this uh, league is being funded, which is by the government of Saudi Arabia and all the complications that come with that. But let me just ask you, like you're a big golf fan. When you see something like this happening, it's like taking people from the PGA tour. Is that like, Oh boy, like I, you know, I like this thing I have. I like the PGA Tour. I, I, you know, or are you more in the camp of like, okay, cool, more golf? It's kind of funny. Uh, I'm a, obviously a massive golf fan, as uh, as you just say, as you say there. It'd be weird for me to interview about golf if you hated golf. Yeah, that's but, a, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, and I like the, the the DP World Tour used to be called the European Tour. I watched uh-huh. that a little bit, although the events are in the earlier in the morning. I'm usually asleep, so I'll be following the scores of, of those events, but mm-hmm. rarely am I ever actually watching them. So generally speaking, PGA Tour is the is the one I watch the most. And I find and and again, the the first live event was in London, to be fair. So it was earlier in the mornings. So as a massive fan as I am, excuse me, as a massive fan as I am, I only watched maybe half an hour of the first round of that live thing because I was a little right. bit curious about it. Didn't see the last two rounds at all, which is like, and I'm your target audience, obviously, in terms of, uh, you know, someone who loves golf. So I don't know. Like, we'll see when it's actually normal, like a North American time zone for Portland. So so they're going, yeah, they're going to go for um, uh, tournaments in a row here in the United States. So, I mean, here, uh, you and I are both in Canada, but that's okay. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Portland, Bedminster, Boston, Chicago. They're going to do Thailand, and then obviously they're going to do uh, they do Jeddah and Saudi Arabia, and then they're going to finish their sort of um, uh, tour here uh, with uh, going coming back to Miami um, with their final team, which looks to be uh, I don't know how maybe we could chat about the format if you know, but it looks like that the prize money for that last one is uh, is bigger, and it, it, there's a note here that says team championship, um, mm. so maybe interested in that. But yeah, mostly American. Interesting to start with uh, with London, um, but uh, yeah, they're going to do this run of U.S. Uh, tournaments, which I think will be an interesting litmus test to see the survivability of this um, of this of this um, series. This this um, of live but, they're also sorry to interrupt. They're also playing events like they're not going to be playing in consecutive weeks. So it's going to be kind of strange to me. It's to be like mm-hmm. you know well, the London one and then the Portland ones two weeks later. Then the next ones I think three weeks later. So that's kind of strange because they're you know I guess working around like this, uh, the the Open Championship and the U.S. Open. So that's kind of interesting. But yeah, back to your earlier question about how excited I am for this. It's kind of funny. I have. Uh, buddies who aren't as big of golf fans who seem more excited about this than I do, which is kind of weird that like, it seems to be because it is a curiosity, I guess, amongst people 
why they care more. But as far as I, me, at least as of now, I really can't get excited for it. Maybe if my if my hero John Daly uh, somehow were mm-hmm. asked to do the tour, which I'm surprised that, that maybe they have asked him. I'm not sure. I know he's well past his prime. Yeah. But just as as far as a name that could bring interest to the tour. Um, as of now, it's uh, it's not really the prestige. The prestige of winning these tournaments as of now is completely nil. Yes, you win right. a bunch of money, but golfers uh, they're not judged by based on the fact that they, they they've won X amount of money over their careers. They never have been. Because like guys like Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicholas made way less money than the guys that are, uh, who are making the money now. It's not about money in terms of how someone has viewed a golfer in their career. It's championships, prestigious titles. And as of now, these live series events, they're 54-hole tournaments, no cuts. Shotgun starts, so everyone plays at the same time on a different hole. And it's, it's just not like a normal golf tournament uh, as of now in terms of prestige. So maybe that'll change. But as of now, it's like, it doesn't really feel like these awesome tournaments at all. So um, uh, this idea of like a shotgun start, everyone playing at the same time. And you talk about like, yeah, it's not the same format. I'll get into, I think, I think the point about like, yeah, prestige can, can, um, can the league, you know, create prestige, basically a new league, basically uh, create its own prestige. Um, is that, is that formatic? So do you, I mean, uh, you just said like, yeah, it's like, you know, this like new thing that they're trying uh, in many ways. I feel like I'm going to give a very weird example, Mikey, but um, the uh, it, it re- pro wrestling, which as you, you know, uh, for you, had a, you were unfortunate to have two roommates who very much like pro wrestling. And often <laughs> we would uh, uh, control the TV with our pro wrestling watching. Um, there was WWF at the time and WCW and WCW had this like mega quick rise to the top. And then they are a catastrophe and they fall in and they eventually get bought. But in that peak, so much of the stuff that you often end up seeing a WF like take is stuff from WCW. They took the stuff that worked uh, and the stuff that didn't work, you know, WCW was left in shambles. And I wonder if you could see this with, um, with, with live, if some of the stuff that they're trying, whether the PGA might be like, Oh, well that's, that's interesting. Like we'll take that piece of it. Uh, but you know, uh, the, the, the league itself can like wither away and die, you know? Well, certainly, uh, they, they've already reacted to the PGA Tour to uh, this news, and they're saying, I think it's there's going to be exclusive events. Uh, I think it's I believe it's starting next year at, in the fall uh, for like the top 50 players. There, uh, it's no longer going to be. It used to be this kind of confusing to most fans wraparound schedule. It would be literally one week off for the season, then, and then it would be right. back to the next season with a lot of events that were sort of very, very lower tier events. And they're just going back to the January to December uh, golf calendar as opposed to like September or yeah, September to, uh, to August. So they've, uh, they've, they're doing that. They're offering way more prize money. I already saw in a couple, maybe eight different events, like a significant uh, price uh, hike for those events as well. So I could certainly see, and part of what sort of Mickelson's comments initially, uh, the, the non-controversial ones anyway, mm-hmm. were that he was just saying that like, yeah, like, I wouldn't mind if maybe I don't even care if I, this tour even succeeds. I just want to basically make the PGA tour pay up more money for all these guys. So it right. seems like they definitely will take, as you say, some elements that work uh, and actually make the, their business model a, a little bit better. Yeah. I, I, to me. So I think going back to your thing about like, uh, you know, people don't really, you know, it doesn't matter how much money you make in your career. It's like, yeah, it's like how many times did you put on the green jacket, you know, um, that is uh, often how much we value or, or think highly of a, of a golfer. And I think that that it's for, it feels like the strategy 
is that, um, you know, can we pay enough? Can we pay so much money that eventually we'll get people in our tournaments? And the fact that we'll have good enough golfers in our tournaments will be that, you know, that, that's prestigious, right? Because the PGA Tour, it's not just the fact that it's uh, it's been on for a very long time, but it's also that, like, that was the thing. That's where all the best golfers end up, right? And mm-hmm. so Liv is now trying to siphon away some of those. Um mm-hmm. Uh, right. They, they, they're not going to get everybody, but if you can get more people, then, you know, the winner of your tournament will look more prestigious uh, as a result. Is that, is that a fair assessment? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and as, as we've sort of touched on, I'm a little bit surprised at the solid amount of players there that have gone to live. Now, obviously you have like your Lee Westwoods and your, and your Ian Poulters who are in their late forties and they're pretty much done competing at the highest level of the game. Most more than likely, but yeah, you still have some young players like Matthew Wolf. Like he was such an interesting, uh, he came out of the PGA tour with a very unique swing. He won his third professional event, almost mm-hmm. won a couple majors. He is top fives in, in a PGA and, and a U.S. Open. Looked like he was going to just be amazing on the tour. Then he sort of struggled and he took away some time away for his mental health. Uh, and he said he needed to t- take some time away from that. It looked like he was just going to be this superstar in the PGA tour. And now he's already, he's decided to go to live. So. There's definitely some names of some young players who are who are doing that, and and even some you know the, I think the second ranked amateur in the world is going as well. So they have got more people than I actually thought they would have, and it seems to be trickling in ever so often. A, a few more names here and there, maybe even Ricky Fowler potentially. That name just he's been thrown out there hasn't happened yet, but that's mm-hmm. a name that certainly people think may do it because he's also not been very good the last couple of years on tour. So. They, uh, I'll give them credit. They've they brought some uh, some interesting names, no doubt. Yeah, I I really do think that um, it, you know, it is money, right? Like, unfortunately, uh, as shitty as that that is, uh, it, like it does have to be money. Like, why? You know, it's basically you know that's the reason Phil Mickelson basically gives, right? It's mostly like if they're going to pay me a bunch of money to go and play golf, you know, and I'm not I'm not going to make as much money here. Uh, it it you know. Uh, we could talk about uh, the ethical concerns of like agreeing to play for live. Um, but it's also hard for me as somebody who's like, a, you know, I'm a sports fan and I'm much more often like player focused, you know, even, uh, you know, do I want my team to the do I want Toronto? Do I want the Toronto blue Jays to sign somebody for like a cheap contract? That's like good value. So we can like add somebody else. Yeah. I also like it when like guys get paid, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I know that they're like, they're millionaires, but they're like, you know, the owners are billionaires. So um, it's not the worst thing in the world for like these golfers to go for me to see them like go get paid a bunch of money. And perhaps it leaks into the PGA championship in which they have to start raising the amount of money that they're offering um, some of their folks as well. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They, they, like, as, as we said, they definitely have already reacted pretty strongly to that the PGA tour because, because obviously they're very uh, worried about uh, more players defecting. So they have already hiked up a lot of money for some of these, uh, events that were already, you know, giving it a lot of money as as it was. So they definitely are, are noticing. There's a huge threat for them. They may pretend like uh, nobody cares. No, it's it's a big thing. Like there's some names. Oh, I also forgot to say Sergio Garcia earlier. He's also mm-hmm. a name, a, a Masters winner. So yeah, there's definitely some some big names uh, that have done that. And um, yeah, uh, there's a term actually that I'll admit I, I hadn't really heard much of it until this tour. I guess maybe because. Uh, I don't really follow a lot of F1, but sport washing is uh, the term yes. that's out of this. That's sort of fascinating. Basically, uh, these um, you know the Saudi-backed money are using uh, sports as a way to fund 
and get people's mind off the attention of the fact that they're doing some really bad things with that money. I, I never really heard that uh, term until uh, recently. Yeah. So, I mean, we could chat, I mean, it'd be a good time to chat about uh, that. It is run by uh, people in Saudi Arabia. Um, that was certainly um, one of the controversies that uh, that was, you know, uh, launched against Phil Mickelson. Are you, are you taking part in sport washing? Um, basically the practice of an individual group, uh, uh, corporation government using sports to improve your tarnished reputation. Um, and so Saudi Arabia is not new to this. Uh, they're, uh, uh, th- they signed a huge contract with uh, WWE as well uh, to bring events over. And a part of that has been um, that they're letting women wrestle. And so women are being like on the posters, which has been seen as this huge, like uh, WWE is that like, look what we're doing to Saudi Arabia culture. Like we're like breaking through. Um, uh, right. So uh, yeah. And then I think they've been in Saudi Arabia has been involved in some formula one uh, uh, stuff as well that, um, you know, it's, it, it is them trying to basically improve their uh public image they uh, they launched the saudi arabian grand prix uh in 2021 uh as well so this is a big example right of being able to you know in some ways for saudi arabia to be able to say like well look we like phil mickelson's gonna play golf in our like you know took our money you know like uh um so there is a lot of controversy i think here around uh the, the live tournament i don't know how much we want to get into it but uh yeah definitely some People concerned about human rights, uh, uh, that where the money is coming from is from a government that basically, uh, abuses human rights, uh, mm-hmm. you know, LGBT, persecutes LGBTQ people. There was the, the murder of Jamal Khashoggi, the journalist. So, um, it's a very complicated, uh, a complicated matter to say the least, Mikey. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. You said it very well there. There's, there's, there's a big rabbit hole you can go down on this, uh, down, uh, the hole to see what this is all about. There's a, you know, so much more to it than just golf. Obviously it's, uh, there's a lot. What, what I think when initially with all this, I was like, okay, Phil Mickelson will be fine. Like these are, these comments weren't super great that he was saying, like I said, the PJ tour, obnoxious greed and, you know, playing for the Saudis. And it was always fascinating because I would say like maybe three years ago, uh, three, four years ago, he was playing and Dustin Johnson, some big names were playing the Saudi international, which at the time right. was the DP world tour sanctioned event. Instead of playing Pebble Beach or, or the Phoenix Open, where Mickelson uh, went to college in uh, in Arizona, and the Pebble Beach, he'd won like five or six times. Dustin Johnson's also won it a few times. So at the time, it was like, why are these guys playing the Saudi International? And I knew it was because they were getting a, a significant, significant amount of money to do so. But it seemed weird to me because it's like, you, you've won these PGA Tour events a number of times. Why are you going from there to... The Saudi International is this other random tournament on the DP World Tour, but now it comes sort of comes into um, you know, uh, it comes into focus as to why it's because they were setting the setting the groundwork for eventually going to this live series uh, of events. My understanding with PGA golf was typically that um, you you weren't signed to the PGA that you would play in a PGA tournament. I, I know someone like um, Tiger Woods might get a lot of uh, make a bunch of his money from you know you win these tournaments and you make, and you make money. But in addition to that, you might also have, you might be able to have, you know, a sponsorship deal, uh, Tiger Woods, uh, you know, having a bunch of sponsorship deals with a bunch of different like clothing brands and things like that. But do, would you also get a base salary from the PGA tour just from competing or, or is it kind of just like, yeah, if you come in last place, you, you might make X amount of money or whatever. Well, um, so the, uh, the, the things on that were the, the PGA tour is never allowed to give financial, uh, um, 
uh, financial incentive to play tournaments. That was never allowed. But tournaments on the, in the European tour at the time, you were able to do that. So that was sort of like the, the big different, you know, quite different that PGA Tour, that was never allowed uh, for them to do that. And yeah, so on the PGA Tour, typically if you don't make the cut, you make zero dollars. But for as a good example of this last, the first Live Series event, Andy Ogletree, uh, up and comer, I think he's 24 years old, 25 years old, something like that. Uh, he finished last, didn't even break 75 for the three days, and he made like $125,000 or something like that, I think. So, right. So and I then you understand. have on top of that, right? So, you, when we're talking about Phil, uh, if he comes in last in every tournament, it doesn't matter. He's still going to make $200 million because he's on this contract with with live right uh so kind of reshaping the payout structure versus uh you don't have to be the best to make a bunch of money it's very you know it's almost akin to the nba like yeah, you sign this big contract doesn't matter if you perform or not uh, to an extent the contract plus the amount of money you can win like i said charles right. schwartz winning the four million by the way slight tangent uh <laughs> i don't know if this happened with you when you when you first heard about this live golf series that uh for the longest time i was trying to figure out what the heck live was i thought yeah, it was, it was like Doing the acronym thing, I was playing like yeah sponsor. Like I was yeah. okay. Is it like some sort of like a company I don't know about from Saudi yeah. Arabia? It turns out Live is obviously the Roman numerals for fifty four, right? Which is the amount of holes they play, fifty four holes for the tournaments. And also, right. they said if if any golfer, it's never going to happen. Does shoot fifty four, which would be an insanely uh, by comparison the best PGA Tour round ever was fifty eight by Jim right. Furyk. Um, and, and uh, you know, I don't know, a handful of 59s. If someone does make a 54, shoot 50, 54, they're going to make 54 million for that. Uh, I think it should be like 545 million personally. Yeah, really. It's never going to happen. That's crazy. Well, that's a, on the, on that tour, right? That's a hole in one on every, right? Because they play 54. Am I wrong? Holes, but like basically for an 18 hole round, you're going to have to shoot, uh, it, unless it's a par, say it's a par 72, you're going to have to make a birdie on every single hole, uh, right. to do that, which is just like, that's just never. That's just never going to happen, but right, uh, pretty crazy. But oh, I, I see. Yeah, gotcha, we, gotcha. Yeah. We touch on the uh, the team aspect of this, which also yeah. brought a little bit of a wrinkle. Uh, I thought initially kind of seemed pretty, pretty interesting, pretty cool. Was that yeah? There's a teams of four for the. I think it was, was forty eight players at first thing, so it's twelve teams of four. Yeah, I was going to say I want to make sure I got my math right on that one. And and but but I to be honest with you, I just kind of found it confusing. It was just like. The, and the, the teams are going to change every tournament as well. From what I gather, they have like a snake draft of selecting players. One of the groups of uh, the team was like, there's not a chance that that wasn't somehow rigged to have uh, Charles Schwartzel, master champion, Louis Oosthuizen, open champion, uh, Brandon Grace had a number of top finishes in majors, and uh, Annie Duplassis, who finished second in the tournament, actually, a young up-and-comer South, South African. The four South Africans on that team. It's like there's no no way in the world those guys wouldn't have been selected in a snake draft before the other guys. So that seemed really fishy and weird that they made that team. And actually, I think I heard that report that, uh, that, that, that there was a controversy. That team was basically rigged to happen. So uh, very mm, weird. I don't team know, aspect, Mikey. Yeah, I don't know. This team aspect is, it's, it's, it just seems like maybe the players will think it's cool, but as a fan, I'm just like, eh, I don't really care. I see that they're also the, the final, which is the, uh, that, that team won, uh, the, uh, Inter invitational Miami. I do see it's being played at Trump National Doral, Miami. So just, there's only just a few reasons why this golf, uh, this live thing might be, uh, the, I don't know. <laughs> That's a rally, yeah. So that was, um, 
there was a, a Doral had been a PGA tour stop for many years. And then they, uh, it was a big, they eventually for a while they were, they were struggling to get players, but then they turned into a, a world golf championship event. So everyone was playing and then, uh, Trump took it over. And <laughs> one of the funniest things ever was, uh, uh, and it really, sometimes, um, sometimes there's some things are, I'm like, okay, there has to be, there's no way Trump has to be lying about this, but I don't know. I don't know politics enough to know for sure. Yeah, sure. But I did We're know Canadian this. as well. So whatever. Yeah. yeah. But I did know this was that he was saying that like, with the changes to the golf course is the Duralgo golf course, the players all loved it. They were raving right. about it. It was incredible. All stuff. Right. The players all hated the changes. They had put too much water into the course. The players <laughs> all absolutely hated it so much yeah. that after like two years of yeah, him of owning Trump National um, Doral, they PJ Tour hasn't been there for like five years. So it's like, yeah, that's when I went. Yeah, but I guess for this live series, uh, they're going to be using the course again. But the players yeah. hated the course. What happened in the in the London term? Uh, the top five, uh, four out of the top five players are all South African. Is, is there a South African golf boom? I, I was not aware of, Mikey. Uh, it's yeah. it's been going for quite some time. Yeah, it was uh, Ernie Els uh, won a couple uh, four majors, and then Retief Goosen he won a couple of U.S. Opens, and and off of that, then yeah, like I said, there were Schwartzel and Ustazen won majors. Brandon Grace came very close to winning a few different ones. Yeah, uh, there's definitely quite a few uh, South Africans, some of which just play on the DP World Tour, but there's definitely quite a few that have gone to the PGA Tour now. Uh, a recent one, Eric Van Royen won on the PGA Tour. Uh, there's definitely a lot of good players uh, from there that are outstanding. I guess, um, yeah, from way back when, Gary Player, of course, was the uh, I guess the OG uh, amazing player from from there. Um, the interesting thing I know uh, we talked last time, but like, how do you watch golf? You said you were like, you know, the time zone for you. Uh, you're just looking up highlights. I know that they are broadcasting the events on their website as well as on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, they tried to get an agreement with Fox, and and that fell through. Uh, and then basically every other major like network in the U.S. like has some ties to PGA Tours media rights just because of like some Warner Brothers uh, shenanigans stuff. Uh, so that I think that would be the other piece that like, uh, especially, you know, in my perhaps biased lens, golf is a sport that like, you know, uh, I'm sure there are young fans, but it feels like in the same way that baseball uh, caters to an older audience. And I think if you're not on TV, if like if my dad was like, how do I watch live golf? And I'm like, all right, you got to go to the website or you got to go on YouTube or Facebook. He'd be like, no, thank you. Uh, you know, like no. I want to sit in my, my couch and uh, put it on the television. And if they're not going to have TV rights, I feel like that boy, that's the wrong market for uh, uh, that's, for golf, but yeah, that's a great point. Very, very yeah. great point. That uh, you're right because I remember trying to find it initially, and I was like, uh, "Was it? Wait a minute! There has to be some network that's broadcasting this." No, nope. yeah. okay, I guess yeah. YouTube. If it, I found it pretty easily. But yeah, you're right. If someone uh, uh, doesn't like to use those, you know, YouTube or Facebook, you're right. It might just be like, "Hey, just make it simple for me," you know. Yeah. And, and if it's uh, it seems to be a little bit complicated, my people might just give up on it right away. Uh, here's the other thing that I think is going to, uh, you know, if we want to talk about the flip side of that is finding a new audience for golf. And I think this live series is interesting. I think that the PGA tour, uh, uh, what do you think of this? Um, were you, did you ever get into the drive to survive a series, Mikey? Do you know what I'm referring to? This is the formula one series that came on Netflix. Huge, uh, huge thing. Um, uh, I think it's like four or five seasons in and Netflix is producing a golf series. Have you heard about mm. this? They're going to, uh, uh, the yet to be named golf series will cover the four major championships as well as the player championships and the FedEx cup. Um, and they'll like, you know, follow different, uh, uh, players, presumably. I feel like that's a huge win. 
for golf. I think golf fits into the same categories like Formula One. And, and then I think, I think if golf and tennis could get these like Netflix series, they're like, here are the people who play golf. I think it could be like really beneficial. Is that like intrigue you at all? These like uh, Netflix style, like docuseries on, on these golfers? Well, I definitely know the F1 you're referring to. I haven't actually watched it in that. Uh, uh, I used to love F1 way back in the day, but uh, I haven't really watched it. Speaking of time zones, oftentimes I can't watch it or I don't want to choose to watch it. My hair, by the way, it's just, just driving me crazy. Holy, what is going on? <laughs> I am a disaster of a human being. Um, my goodness, what is happening? It's um, an audio format, Mikey. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Oh, I just see myself on the camera. But anyway, um, yeah, uh, the, the F1, I know drive to survive it. Massive explosion of popularity. Everyone absolutely uh-huh. loves it. Um, I haven't seen it yet though, but. The PGA Tour one, I'm intrigued by. I certainly will, will, will tune in for it. I just don't know. I'm, I don't know how exciting. And I, I, I love golf, but I don't know how exciting golfers and golf really necessarily is. I think F1 is a lot more entertaining in terms of like, you know, all the things that have to go on behind the scenes to actually like have a good car for, for your, for your race. I just, I find golfers inherently, generally speaking, Fairly boring for the most part. So, uh, what if they're not? What if we just haven't seen them in the right light, Mikey? Uh, five of the current top 10 golfers in the world have agreed. Uh, so, uh, Colin Morikawa, jo- uh, uh, Johnson, Justin Thomas, Victor Hovland. Uh, uh, funny, very funny. Sergio Garcia had agreed. I'm certain he has been removed from the documentary. <laughs> a lot of wasted footage, I think, uh, for Sergio Garcia. Uh, I think it could be interesting. I think it's worth a shot. Why not? Yeah, you know, oh, try it. Yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no doubt. It's good that they're doing it. There's no, you know, there's there's no downside to it. Absolutely, because a lot of times I'm like, when you're watching, uh, they're all just baseless. Most of the players are sort of faceless. They don't really have a lot of personality. They're very. Uh, you know, the even keel, which I understand you have to be over a 72 old tournament, but that's what I want. That's why I want characters. So that is one thing I will say for live that they do have some interesting characters on there. Patrick Reed, uh, um, uh, Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Kepka, guys who definitely aren't the cookie cutter, boring players, mm-hmm. which is good because golf definitely needs more other villains or players you love to hate or, you know, that type of thing, as opposed to, uh, a cookie cutter player who uh, draws no emotion out of you. So right. they do have a few players that definitely are like that on the tour. Well, I wonder if with the Ducky series too, I wonder if there, there has sort of been this, like there's this history of sports of like, yeah, it's so fun. You know, uh, you and I watching hockey, like all these like hockey players who grew up and they're, you know, they get interviewed and they're like, yeah, no, you just got to keep your stick on the ice. And you know, I think we play pretty hard out there, you know? And like, I feel like, they're so media trained, but I wonder if you can get a docuseries. It's like, yeah, the camera's on you all the time. If you can get these moments of like the real, uh, real frustration or real, you know, euphoria, I think it could be fun. I think it could, uh, I think it could be a good thing uh, for golf, but very interesting. I, you know, and then again, if, if that takes off in this, even remotely in the same way that uh, for me one, I think that's mm-hmm. tough news for live golf, uh, uh, as well. So, um, Anyway, thanks for coming on, chatting about Live Golf. I, I feel like I have a better understanding of what the heck is going on over there. Oh, thank you for having me. And uh, certainly, I'd love to come back on again. Uh, you know, after all these events have taken place, yeah. and sort of see it, where we are with that. Because, as we mentioned, different names trickling into the tour. So by uh, by the time the, the the first season is concluded, maybe there'll be con- you know considerably more players uh, playing. Uh, they try to get Tiger Woods for like a close to a billion dollars, mm. apparently, which. That's insane, yeah. but he's he declined. But uh, yeah, certainly I am fascinated to see where this goes for the tour. I'm just not not, not necessarily just yet fascinated with actually watching the golf. 
The day the tournament started, right, all the players who were like PGA guys, uh, including Phil Mickelson, they were all officially suspended by PGA Tour, right? That's, uh, uh, absolutely, yeah. and that's that's sort of the PGA Tour's way of trying to really put the hammer down on all this. But I think ultimately, say this league does sort of uh, fold after a couple of years, I could see them uh, allowing the players to be back on the PGA Tour. I could also see just like players can play on the DP World Tour and the PGA Tour, I could see a day, certainly, where it's right. like you can play whatever events, you can mix and match, you can play uh, the Saudi Tour, you can play the European Tour, the PGA Tour, wherever you'd like, basically. I mean, to me, suspending the players is the most that feels like, oh boy, it's a threat. And so uh, I could see that perhaps if it never takes off in the same way and they're just going to spend a bunch of money and there's no way they're making back their money, right? Uh, at this moment, I mean, that's so many startups, uh, you know, that, I'm not even sure that like Uber has made back the money uh, yet on like, you know, being the startup of like, you have to invest so much money and the the model they're trying. And if they're just like, you know, not going to make it back, then I could see this too as well. PJ being like, all right, you're no threat. All right, go play. Who cares? Uh, yeah, bye-bye. Yeah, yeah bye. exactly. Uh, as long as people still value the PGA, the big, the big four, uh, you know, um, Mikey, thanks for coming on. You want to promote anything else you got going on? Well, certainly, yeah. It's, uh, it's you know as we get into the summer months here, I been, haven't been doing my uh, H Dog Pod as much, uh, although I have had a couple of great guests on recently. So I think I'm done a- 85 episodes for that now. So very uh, happy about that. Definitely Reaching for in golf. hundred, Mikey. I know. I, I know. I, I hate milestones normally, but that actually is one that I do want to uh, get to. Yeah. That, that, that does sort of seem significant. Uh, every week I, for the PGA Tour, I do uh, on Instagram and Twitter. My all bets par off videos where I pick uh, four or five players to uh, potentially win the tournament beforehand and give reasons for, for doing that. It's like a 50 second video every time as uh, bing, bang, boom, super quick, uh, you know, anything longer than that. Oh, the video is like three minutes. I'm, I don't even want to watch it. So I always make them short. Uh, I that's, agree uh, with you. So not about your video specifically. I think videos in yeah. general. Yes. But yeah, that's, uh, so I've been doing that. So I'm really um, trying to push those and getting some good uh, re- responses from that. So uh, those are the, the big things. And then obviously I still write for sportsbettingdime.com um, for uh, golf tournaments uh, each week as well. Uh, very quickly. I think if if you listen to all bets par off, I'm pretty sure somebody will hear a phrase. Uh, you're going to say bang at some point. Is it correct? Can you explain bang to the off speed podcast listeners? Yes. Uh, it's sort of, uh, I don't exactly know the, in, in the initial it's, genesis of it, but it's, it's just sort of the perfect, it's yeah. the perfect way to like a uh, affirmation to like, you know, Oh, I got a, well, I just got a hole in one. I wish I've never had one. That's right. I just got a hole in one. Mm, bang. It's just, bang. Sort of a, yeah. it's, it's just sort of a way to be like, it can work for any situations. Really. If you're chirping someone, you could say bang or it's, you know, if it's you're happy. Hound dog Harrison catchphrase. Yeah, you know, it's it just sort of works for every situation. You're happy or sad, whatever. You can just throw a little bang in there at the end of it, and it just makes things that much better. What are you? Uh, what's your Twitter handle, Mikey? Did you say that already? Oh, I didn't. Good, good point. Uh, at Hound Dog Harrison on both Twitter and Instagram. But uh, it basically, it's at Hound OG Harrison because uh, right. I couldn't put Hound and then an extra D with Dog Harrison because there was too many characters. So I, yeah, uh, it's, okay. OG, it's Hound OG OG Harrison. Yeah. Uh, hold up. We'd had the same thing. We were hold up podcast, but one one P we would say because it was like hold up oddcast, and then we call <laughs> ourselves an oddcast. But yeah, Hound Dog Harrison One uh, D. Uh, like tweet at uh, use the hashtag Mbang uh, if you listened and uh, enjoyed it. Uh, Mikey, thanks so much. We'll see you uh, in the future. There's always will always be more golf to chat about. Great. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. All right. That was Mikey. That was Ken from Survivor Gabon chatting about esports. A couple of really fun conversations, I thought. 
Um, we'll be back in a few weeks time with another show, uh, another topic. If, as always, if you have sport suggestions that you would like me to be chatting with guests about on the show, um, please feel free to send me a message. You can chat at me at high from grace. You could tweet at me. You could send me a direct message on Twitter, or you can email grace at postshowrecaps.com. I'll get your email that way uh as as well and uh yeah i want to know what you folks are interested in hearing about um before we go i do want to let folks know that uh, uh there's a great podcast on this hour called the purple pants podcast uh, with the lovely bryce isaiah uh check it out uh, each week bryce spices up your podcast feed covering reality tv and pop culture uh, miss barb is there to pick up your spirits with barb's message casual tea with Amon uh, covers pop culture in a way that's like no other uh there's a freak of the week along with your church announcements each month bryce and isaiah uh curate a special playlist called the purple pants playlist bryce chappelle and, and Sheree lloyd are covering season two of Char- stars hit show Key Valley, and once a month, Bryce has your spiritual forecasts with Gangster Guri on a Purple Pants Premonitions. So, what a show! Check it out uh, if you're not already listening to it. Make sure you subscribe to the Purple Pants Podcast. Uh, my name is Grace. I do uh, a few other things over on Post Show Recaps. I do weekly movie coverage. Uh, we check out what's in theaters or what's streaming at the moment. So we've chatted about Lightyear. We're going to be chatting about Elvis this week. So lots of good stuff there. And there'll be lots more TV coverage coming from me over on Post Show Recaps uh, this summer. Uh, and I also have The Pride is Spoken, a podcast I worked on with Evie Jagoda from Survivor 42 and Matt Scott. Uh, who you know from uh, Pod Friends and the Wrestling Rehap Up. And we chatted about LGBTQ survivors celebrating those folks. Evie did a, one, a lot of wonderful, great interviews with folks like Amy and Ty, Lirsa, Zeke, Bryce, and Ricard. And we chatted to some other folks along the way. So I'm excited for folks to hear that uh, as we wrap up Pride Month with our final episode of The Pride Has Spoken. Um, I'll see you in a few weeks for another episode of the Offspeed Podcast. Until then, the podcast is over. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, 
and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 